Welcome to the Thin Blue Marriage Podcast. This podcast series is dedicated to helping those in law enforcement build better marriages by identifying the unique challenges that the law enforcement profession brings to a marriage while offering effective solutions to those problems. I'm your host, Dr. Guile. My specialty is in the area of law enforcement wellness. I'm also a current law enforcement detective of 19 years and also a chaplain. Although much of this content is faith-based, you do not need to be religious to benefit from this podcast. Thank you for joining me on this very first episode of the Thin Blue Marriage Podcast. Each episode is going to discuss a different aspect of law enforcement marriage and a lot of the unique challenges that law enforcement officers do face on a daily basis in regards to their marriage and things at home. So why are we having this entire podcast series? Well, the simple fact is, and if you've been a cop for any length of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that divorce is a major problem in our industry. The divorce rate throughout the general public is usually around 50%, depending on, you know, what stats you look at. But for law enforcement, it's closer to 75%, which means, you know, that's something that we're really struggling with. I can't tell you how many guys I've worked with or how many I know that are on their third, fourth, or even fifth marriage. It's almost to the point that it's just a common thing to be divorced or remarried three or more times in our industry, which means that we've got a problem. We need to figure out how to overcome it because, you know, if you have a good marriage, things are going great at home. It will have a positive impact on your job. It will have a positive impact on the community. And overall, it's going to be a really good thing. But the same is true in inverse. So if you're having issues at home, you're having conflict, you're going through a divorce, that is going to show each day on your job because you're going to project that onto the people you deal with. It's going to affect how you handle situations. Um, you know, not only is it issue represent issues at home, but it also creates issues on the job. So the big question is, why does law enforcement struggle with marriage and divorce so much? Well, the simple fact is, is the job has an effect on you that is going to project into your marriage. For example, if you've been on the job for any length of time, you know all about being cynical, distrusting of people, and hypervigilance. These are characteristics that you're going to get just as a result of the job. And in some degree, those things can help you deal with the job. However, they're very bad when it comes to your marriage. So those are things that you have to be able to overcome. Now to get into a lot of that, that's going to be in later episodes where we're going to discuss a lot of the different aspects that come up. But one of the things that often happens as a result of these, all comes down to mindset. Now think about when you first started on the job as a law enforcement officer, when you were going through your field training and everything else and all your rookie school, they started trying to teach you about the proper mindset to be a good cop. You know, things such as officer safety, how to read people, how to do an investigation, all these different characteristics and and tactics and methods that they teach you. But ultimately, what is the make or break component of a police officer is what is their mindset because you can learn skills but if you don't have the right mindset 
then those skills are going to be very limited. But if you have the right mindset, you can develop and grow those skills and adapt as needed when the situation comes up. Well, when you think about marriage, it's kind of the same way. If you have that right mindset for marriage, then it helps everything else kind of come into play. So before I get into all the the details of the proper marriage mindset, I want you to understand where this comes from, where I got this information and how this came about. First thing I want to say is what I'm going to be presenting to you is not something I created. It's not something brand new. Marriage has been around for thousands of years. There's been all kinds of different theories, different philosophies, things that people have come up with. But throughout history, if you study it, you'll see there's certain things that just work. One of the things that I love to do is read a lot of old documents, ancient texts, things like that, just so I can kind of see human nature. I like to understand how people operate, how they think, what they do. It just helps me both in my job, but also just personally, I enjoy doing that. Well, if you go back to some of the oldest written known records, there's this old Sumerian text, for example. Um, It's called the Instructions of Shurapak. And it was written somewhere between 3 to 2000 BC. So this isn't exactly something that was written recently. We're talking several thousand years back. In that text, it's basically a list of, of like proverbs of guidance and advice that a king was giving to his son to help him as he goes forward being the future king. Well, it covers a large variety of different proverbs and advice, but included in there is tips on marriage. Well, clearly, I mean, marriage, you know, marriage issues have been going on between two to 3000 BC and they're still going on today. So guaranteed anything that they're talking about with newest, latest and greatest stuff has already been explored. It's anything people are coming up with is just repackaged, politicized or, you know, whatever it is. But the simple process of having a successful marriage, what worked thousands of years ago is pretty much the same thing that works today. What fails today is the same thing that failed years ago. So don't get necessarily hung up on latest and greatest. The reason I say that is a lot of the stuff I'm presenting comes from older ways of doing things. Now, when some people hear older ways of doing things, especially depending on your political and religious views, you may hear, oh, that's, you know, old chauvinism or a lot of people, you know, view traditional ways as being like a negative thing. But the simple reality is they work. How do I know they work? Because I've seen it. Uh, For example... Uh, for a while there during my career, I stepped away for a little while to do clinicals while well, I was working at a hospice facility. And so we were getting a lot of patients that were coming in and there were a lot of them that had been married 50, 60, and sometimes even 70 years. Okay. That is successful, especially since a lot of people in our country are married for what, a couple of years and then they get divorced. These people were going on 50 or more years. So there's no doubt that what they were doing works. And it wasn't like whenever they were coming in, it was the guy that they just was, you know, waiting for one of them, you know, the spouse to die or something like that. So they could go on with a happy life. Although we did have a few of those, but there were quite a few of them that you could tell in the dynamics between them that they were very, very close. Even some of the patients that I had, 
were former law enforcement, former firefighters, a lot of former military. So when I was there working with them, a lot of times I would talk to them about, you know, different marriage, things like that, just to kind of learn lessons. And there was a certain pattern that really came into play for those that had been together. And it was, like I said, it was, it was just there in every one of those cases where you had someone that was married 50 plus years. And by the way, happily married, let me put that uh, also in there. But there was that basic philosophy they had. And the best way to describe it is, is very simple. There's a Bible verse that really nails it better than anything else. It's a very short verse. It will, it just summarizes the whole principle of an effective uh, marriage mindset. So the verse that I'm referring to comes from Matthew chapter 19. And this is where someone was asking Jesus about marriage. And one of the things he said was that they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Now with this verse, there's two components that really lay the foundation of an effective marriage mindset. The first is no longer two, but one flesh. The second component is let no one separate. Now, when we get into our into this mindset, really what it comes down to is having that deep dedication and focus on your spouse. You know, one major mistake and this is a very, very common one. And in fact, one of the main reasons that law enforcement officers have a high divorce rate has to do with their focus and their priorities. Far too often, they let the job come first and the spouse become second. Instead of having a spouse and then having your job, what they are is they're married to the job and they treat the spouse like it's the mistress. Now, I understand that you know law enforcement often is not just a job. It's a way of life because there's so much uh, that goes with it. You know, uh, I've heard the old saying, you know, you're on duty 24-7. The problem with that is, is if you want to have a successful marriage, your spouse needs to come first. Now, a lot of guys that have been in career for a long time and, and been in law enforcement may be kind of reluctant to accept what I just said. I know there's going to be all kinds of uh, counters to that because I've heard them before from other people that, you know, oh, I've been divorced a couple times and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to got to stay in my job. I got to build my career and I'll just, you know, replace my wife with the next one. You know, I've heard stuff like that before. I've heard people say that if they want to get ahead, then you know, they've got to do it. You know, they got to focus on the job. I've even heard some say that they're helping their marriage by building their career because they can be a better provider for their family. The problem with that is, is there's more to being a good husband and being a good father than just bringing home money to the house. You know, a lot of times what families need, especially your spouse, is your time, your attention, you know, they married you, they didn't marry the job. At least, hopefully they married you, not necessarily married the job. We all know occasionally situations like that do happen. But what happens is, if you put your spouse to the side, especially if they are not on board with that, then what's going to happen is, 
eventually feelings of abandonment, uh, jealousy, resentment. These are eventually going to start appearing because they don't like being second to the job. You know, you and if you're in a good marriage, generally your spouse will be supportive of your job, at least for the most part. Now, understand at a certain degree, you may get resistance. For example, if you're trying to get a position where the danger level is extremely high, you know, your spouse may be like, well, I don't know if I can handle that kind of fear because they're worried about you getting killed on the job. You know, if if that comes up, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're just not being supportive of you. It means that they just care that much about you that in their eyes, you dying is not worth whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So in a lot of ways, see that as a good thing, not a bad thing. When I talk about this, this deep focus, and when we go back to the whole, you know, no longer two, but become one. If you want that marriage to really grow, if you want that deep relationship that's going to last, you got to take it beyond just seeing your spouse as being just a spouse. You know, I've heard guys over the years talk about marriage as just being dating with financial obligations. If that's how you're looking at it, then that's all it's ever going to be. But to take it to that next level, what you have to do is you have to start viewing your spouse, not just as a spouse, but as part of you. What I mean by that is when you're looking at stuff, you're making decisions, you have to think about your spouse just as much as you think about yourself because what affects you affects them. You know, treat your spouse like she's part of you. If you're being, you know, abusive to a spouse, you're being abusive to yourself and don't do that. You know, focus on building things together, working together viewing each other as one don't view each other as two individuals now each of you is going to have your own characteristics things that you do your own personalities that's fine you don't have to be codependent on each other where you're doing the exact same thing but what you have to do is look at your spouse and your marriage and your relationship at that deeper level you have to put your marriage first above the job I remember earlier in my career, uh, this was when I was engaged, I was about to get married um, because of some various family reasons. I was going to have to to move geographic locations, so I was going to have to change jobs. I remember my lieutenant, right before I left, came out to me and said, you're making a mistake because, you know, spouses come and go, but the job will be there. Well, is that really the case? I can tell you this, I'm going on 16 years with my first and only spouse, and I've been through about four different jobs. So clearly, that's not the case. But the reason I have a spouse for so long is because I followed that guidance that other people have done, and I placed my family first. I have still been able to grow into my career where I've wanted to go, for the most part. So... Don't see your spouse as being something that's going to hold you back in your career. Because if you view it that way, you're going to develop resentment against your spouse. The simple reality is, is, and there's a lot of research studies that will show this, and I may expand on this a little bit later on another podcast, but a lot of times those that are in good, happy marriages actually have higher levels of career success. They have higher earning potentials. They do better on their job. 
because they have that extra support. Now, I'll get into that a lot later. I'm just bringing that up now on this episode just to kind of deal with some of the resistance that people are going to have or some of the criticism about making your spouse more important than the job. So that's something to think about. You know, your your spouse has got to be it. Anything else that comes between you is going to be destructive, which comes back to the second part of that one Bible verse, which says, let no one separate. Well, part of having that mindset of that your spouse is you and spouse is the priority is also developing this mindset that nothing is going to come between you. Now, this is something that, you know, can be a big problem is people let outsiders come in and create a wedge inside the relationship. Sometimes that wedge, again, could be the job. You know, I discussed that a little bit, but it could be people. It could be different things. But when you make your marriage your priority and you develop that deep relationship and that bond, then it is going to make things grow. In time, you and your spouse sees it. Usually, and of course there's always exceptions, when they see your dedication, they see your devotion, it inspires them to do the same. And what will happen is yet marriage, instead of becoming a weak bond, will start growing and becoming a tight bond because your spouse knows that when, you know, no matter what happens, they're the priority in your life. They are much more willing to make you the priority in their life. If this is something that you haven't done before, you haven't viewed, maybe you're you're struggling in your marriage or you're in a new marriage and you want to make it last, understand that this type of mindset can take time to develop because it goes against a lot of stuff in law enforcement, but not necessarily. Think about in your job how focused and, you know, uh, how they take things personal on the job. I mean, just look at a lot of guys with strobe lights on their vehicles. You know, we've all seen it. We always know that guy that's got to have, you know, a million strobe lights on his vehicle. And he's very passionate about how you place it. You know, you got other guys that get, you know, in depth about what training method is used or, you know, which firearm you carry. We always got those guys that have got that focus on something. How about you put that focus onto your spouse? Because when you put that focus, you will... You know, that's what it needs to help grow. But if it's not something you've done before, don't think that it's going to just happen overnight. You're not going to come in one day and tell your your spouse, hey, I'm going to make you the center of my life and, and you know, we're going to make our marriage super strong. Well, I mean, doing that's a good thing. Let them know what your goal is and what your intent is. But you have to understand that it's going to take time to build that deep relationship. You're not going to be able to go and have a conversation and a week later, you're going from a wrecked marriage to a super strong marriage. It takes time. Think about in your job when you're dealing with people on your squad, you get that new person that comes in. Well, you're wondering, can I trust this person? Can I talk to this person? Are they going to snitch me out to, you know, management? You know, you're learning all these things about people. You know, are they going to be there for you when you're in a fight. As time goes on and they prove themselves, you develop that trust in them. Same thing with the spouse. You have to trust your spouse. Your spouse has to trust you. And the only way to build that trust is through time and commitment. So once you start trying to do the new mindset and trying to make 
your your spouse the priority in your life, a couple things you have to understand is one, it will take a little bit of getting used to. You know, let your spouse know that you're dedicated, that you're trying to bring this new dedication to make the marriage better. Explain to your spouse what you're trying to do. But you also need to let them know that it is a big change for you. So even though you're going to start heading in that direction, there's going to be times that you you may fall out of focus and but you're going to try to come back to it so that way you don't start on on this track and then the first time you you step out then they turn around and revert back to the old ways so as you're going forward understand that one it takes time two it's going to take a little bit to get used to that mindset now something that's also important to know about relationships is that they are dynamic they're always growing or dissolving. They never sit idle. So if in your marriage, you see your marriage is just kind of sitting idle, well, the reality is it's starting to dissolve. So it's either growing or dissolving. So if you're able to get that right mindset, make your spouse the focus of your life and actually act on it. You can't just say it in words. You can't just act on it. You have to do both. You have to act on it but you also have to let your spouse know that they're appreciated, that they are a priority to you, that your goal is to make the marriage the best it can be. Make that your biggest focus. And if you do that, you will see your marriage grow. You will see your marriage improve. Now, if you're listening to this and you're pretty much at the point of a divorce, it may be a bit of a challenge to get your spouse on board with this. Because if your spouse is in a mindset that they've already given up on the marriage and they've already figured it's not going to work, it's going to take a little bit to convince them otherwise because chances are they did not come to that view of your marriage overnight. It was probably a long period of time, several months, maybe years, where things were declining that led them to that point. So they're probably not going to just change their mind, you know, that quick and just say, okay, everything's good now. So don't get discouraged if you start trying these things and you don't, it doesn't seem like they're working at first because like anything else, it takes time. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Just keep your focus, keep progressing on, and in time, things will get better. To really make your marriage work, it's going to take more than just having the right mindset. But without the right mindset, the rest of the stuff is not going to work. Now, when I'm talking about the rest of the stuff, there's a lot of different aspects of marriage, and which is why we're making this into a podcast series as opposed to a single podcast. So in each episode, we're going to cover different things. These topics are going to include things such as good communication, conflict resolution, which, you know, that's a big one right there, and other stuff on just how to balance your personal and professional life. So as we conclude this episode, I just want you to remember to get a proper focus, don't get discouraged, and don't give up. So thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Thin Blue Marriage Podcast, and I really hope that you'll tune in for later episodes where you know you can increase your knowledge and to grow your toolkit for helping you build and maintain a stronger marriage because that is what we are all about. Thank you 
and have a great day.